0: tonight to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 23 through 26. We're going to share our third and final message uh, before the Lord's Supper next week on the Lord's Supper. We're going to talk about the reason for the Lord's Supper and where the last two messages have been really informational and defining a lot of words we're going to have quite a bit of inspiration, I believe, tonight as we just break down a few words through these verses we're going to share. We're not going to be here a long time tonight. Uh, sometimes I've had a long Bible study that I need to get to, and the song service and prayer service goes on till 35 after. But we'll just see how it goes. We don't need to make it longer than... What it needs to be. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body. Which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Whether we have been being refreshed on the information and the truth of the Lord's Supper. Or whether we are receiving this truth and learning this truth for the first time. It is with the intention that every single one of us would all be able to participate prepared in the Lord's Supper. Prepared with understanding of what we're doing. There are so many who have participated without the understanding. And that's not just the person's fault. That's the fault of no teaching on this subject. And we can all agree on the importance of the manner in which we participate in the Lord's Supper. We have looked at the example of the church at Corinth and how They were partaking unworthily in in a manner that that wasn't fitting, that wasn't right. And there was a cause and there was an effect of the wrong manner in which it was partaken. So this cannot be taken too seriously. The Bible speaks about how some were sick and some slept. There are some Christians that say of other Christians... You're just making something too holy out of the Lord's supper. And I don't think that's possible. It's a holy ordinance that the Lord himself has ordered ordered and instituted into the church. And Paul clarifies in this word that he is giving the instruction to the church the exact same way that the Lord gave him instruction. So Paul's opinion is not coming into this in any way whatsoever. It says in verse 23, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered Unto you. So we have seen and experienced the Lord's instructions for his supper that he instituted. And so as we look at the reason for the Lord's supper, we're just going to look at a four part reason real quick this evening for a few minutes. And in verse 25, I want us to see the motions. You notice toward the end of the verse, the words of Jesus are, This do ye. So I'm talking about the motions of obedience. That we would participate. In the supper of the Lord. Even Mary knew to say. Whatever Jesus says to do. You do it. And that was not only for those she was telling. That was for herself as well. That we would all. Be obedient to the Lord. We take the Lord's Supper in obedience to Him. He says that this is what you do. Ron Farr, in his last years, he wasn't able to make it to Wednesday night Bible study. He had a medical procedure every Wednesday that just exhausted him. But I'll never forget when we partook of the Lord's Supper on a Wednesday night. He was basically walked into the church and carried almost back out to the car. And he exhausted every bit of energy just to be here to participate in the Lord's table. And that's something that I'll never forget. He wanted to be with his church when they took of the Lord's Supper. I have known of church members who have taken a vacation day if work conflicted with the Lord's Supper. We are accountable for obeying or disobeying this command. It sounds like a command to me this do ye. And we shouldn't let anything get in our way of doing so. Especially sin, of course. For a deliberate, constant sin that's going on in the life, the answer is not to avoid the Lord's Supper, but that we would repent. That we would confess our sins and we would turn our sins and we would ask the Lord for the strength to forsake those sins And be cleansed and participate in His table. The thing to do is to come before God and get our hearts right. It's for us all to do. Telling our sins to the Lord, turning from them. This is a time of action for the people of God. This is a time for the motions of disobedience. That we would be doers of the word and not hearers only. This do ye. It's a call to change our schedule. It's a call for whatever inconveniences other parts of our lives and and just to do whatever we can do to obey this command of the Lord in our commitment and our obligation to him. When it's time to observe the Lord's Supper, it's time that we have obedience in motion but we not only see emotion here, but there's a meditation. The words of Jesus do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When the mindset is right, the manner will be able to be right. We have to set our hearts and our minds fixed on the Lord. To remember him. I don't know how much this is done anymore. But on memorial day. There was the visiting. And the decorating. Of the grave. Of the war dead. And a remembering. Of what they did. For this country. It's a remembrance of those who died. To defend. This land. And that is a very honorable thing. I love to. For us to be able to acknowledge those who have served their country in this church on those days that we do so. And it's very honorable. But how much more important is it that we remember Jesus? And that we remember the one who died for us, who was buried and rose again. Great lives have Taken a stand to defend this land. And there was a greater life who was nailed to the cross for all of our sins. The deeds of the soldier and the police officer and the fireman have provided wonderful protection. And I appreciate those in that area of service. But the Savior of the Lord provided eternal salvation at the expense of... Of his life. To step into our place. Our meditation. Should be on the death. That should have been ours. That Jesus took for us. It's what we deserved. It's what he didn't deserve. But he substituted for us. And he satisfied God. And satisfied his justice. With paying for our sins. The pain of. That Jesus endured when he paid the price for our sin. It was to be our pain. And this is what our minds and hearts are to be fixed on. As we come before the Lord's table. And consider what we're sharing in this ordinance. He had his body broken for us. And he shed his blood for us. We kind of have a visual here. As well of this ordinance. This ordinance gives us a great opportunity to tell the glorious gospel story by this visual. Jesus used visuals to do a lot of his evangelizing. He went to the woman at the well and he used water to tell her of living water springing up into everlasting life and you have a guest in the church, you have someone that will ask you, what do you do with that bread and that grape juice? And it's a wonderful time to be able to tell and use that visual to tell of the Lord. I visited the campus of Baylor University. And as I was walking through campus, I came across 10 statues and they were basketball players. And I didn't know what it was all about. And it took a great opportunity For me to be informed as to what happened where 10 basketball players all died together in 1927 in a very tragic event. But let us take that opportunity with this visual uh, in this ordinance of the Lord's Supper to make it known and to tell the glorious story of what Jesus Christ has done for us. He has given us victory over the penalty of sin. He suffered so that we could be accepted by God and reign with him for eternity. Jesus Christ, the cross at Calvary, it is the greatest event that has ever taken place over any battle ever fought over any war, everyone, everyone is the cross at Calvary and the importance and the greatness of that. If that is not the most important thing in our heart and mind, we're we're not fit for the Lord's table. We should have our minds and hearts focused on that remembering By the word of God and the ordering of the word of God from Jesus himself. That we would remember his death. And take every occasion for reciting the gospel to someone else. I'll never forget how moving it was. The first time I read of the children of Israel needing to cross the Jordan to get into that land of promise. And the Ark of the Covenant, the representation of God that went before them. And they were able to cross that Jordan into the Promised Land. And they were ordered to make a memorial, 12 stones, as a reminder of what God had done. And can't you just, can't you just see those men with their kids saying, Dad, what is that? And him saying, Let me tell you about your Almighty God and the great thing he did for His people. I can see and imagine the excitement in their eyes as they told of the greatness of their God and how He took care of them. It's hard not—it's hard to experience the mighty power of God in our lives and not get excited when we tell about it. We should be the most inspired people in the world. We should be more inspired than anyone else and in the same way as we come before the Lord's table to take of the Lord's supper, we should speak out with enthusiasm of what Christ has done for us. We should all be inspired and meditate on this as we come before the Lord's table, as we take a week to meditate a week longer to meditate on Christ as we come one with another to celebrate the one who descended from glory, who became a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death for us. Do this, and do this in remembrance of me, the children of God, are able to experience with gratefulness in our hearts what Christ has done for us because we have peace concerning death. The sting of death is gone because of what Jesus has done in our place. But we not only see a meditation, there's a message that we see in verse 26. Ye do show the Lord's death. I had the opportunity years ago to preach the funeral of a great man of God and I expressed my nervousness in doing so with so many people at the service and, and an elderly preacher came up to me and he said, this will be one of your easiest ones. He preached his own sermon by his life. What an amazing message the Lord's Supper is of our Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done for us that word show it means to preach or it means to declare there is such a powerful message in the lord's table how jesus suffered and died for every single one of us the message that the bread gives of the body of jesus and and we break bread And we consider the broken body of Jesus Christ. And then we take of the fruit of the vine. Which is representation of the blood of Jesus Christ. It was poured out for us. It was an evidence that he gave his life. That the spear went in his side. And the blood flowed. And the blood fell from his body. And he gave his life for us. It ought to be preaching to every single one of us as we consider in that time that we're going to take the Lord's Supper. What Jesus did for us, it ought to be on our hearts. It ought to be on the minds of every single member of the church. We should reflect of this sacrifice, the greatest sacrifice that was ever made for us, that that it saves forever it saves eternally what Jesus Christ did once on the cross we are saved forever and we ought to reflect on this great sacrifice when we partake he stepped in our place not willing that any should perish he did it so that he will would be able to pardon the undeserving from their sins and to set us free from the bondage of sin. He is our blessed Redeemer. He paid the price for every single one of us. And He did it in full. And by faith, we have been set free. I'll never, I was around some people today. And the last time I was around them, I was lost. And it just made me stop to think about the miracle... That God has done in salvation. We're not everything we ought to be. But we are not what we were. Hallelujah. Praise God for His salvation. And what He has done to set us free. He rescued us from our iniquities. On that glorious moment in our lives. There's a fourth re- part of this reason. That we might look at tonight. Tonight. And it has to do with another moment. As we're instructed to partake of the Lord's Supper, it says to do this till he come. We reflect back on his sacrifice and we look ahead to that sudden appearance when Jesus returns one day. Jesus promised his return and with joyful anticipation we are looking for him we are looking for our blessed hope we love his appearing don't we we just can't wait till he comes to the clouds and comes back to get his children. We're going to see him. We're going to hear him. We are going to be like him. We are going to see our Lord and Savior face to face. We're going to be with him. Jesus is coming soon. And we do this till he come. So what we're mindful of also is the second coming of the Lord Jesus. Considering that he is coming back. He was mocked. It was a joke about the first time that he was going to come. And then Jesus came to this earth. He's coming again. People don't believe it. But the children of God do. And we look forward to that day. When our blessed hope. We're going to see him face to face. On that future day. And we shall Partake in the Lord's Supper until that day that we do. So next Wednesday, a week away. For three weeks now, as we have shared this and thought of this, we'll go through the motions as in obeying His command. This do ye. And we'll do so in meditation of our Lord who has redeemed us. Do this in remembrance of me, the words of Jesus are. And it's not just a meal. It's a message. It's a message of the Lord's death for us. Ye do show the Lord's death. And it's a glance ahead by faith to a moment, that moment that Jesus returns for all of God's children and takes us up for a glad reunion day when we spend eternity with him, when we worship him continually with all of our being. And we wait for him by faith and we take the Lord's Supper till he come. Dr. W.A. Criswell, he was a longtime pastor of First Baptist Church of Dallas and he was invited to the home of one of his church members. And he went to his rather large home, and the church members showed him to the library that he had in his home. And when they went in the library, to a very old-fashioned oval picture that was hanging on the wall of a very old-fashioned girl Looked like from and rolling down his face, and he said, That is my mother, and I never got to see her. She died during childbirth when I was born. But one day, I'm going to go to heaven and I am going to see my Savior face to face. And first of all, after that, I want to see the face of my mother. W.A. Criswell was moved by that and he went home and thought about that and he just expounded on what he could have said to that man. He could have said, What do you mean that's your mother? That's some paper backed by cardboard with some ink on the front of it. He wouldn't dare do so. He said that just to make a point. He wouldn't do anything of the kind. But he said, I knew what he meant. That picture represents my angel mother is what this man meant. And he never saw her, but someday in heaven, he was going to see her face to face, and he was going to love her aboundingly, for giving her life for him, that he could be born. Chriswell continued with, "This is exactly so with our own Lord Jesus. This is his body when we take the bread, and this is his blood when we take the fruit of the vine in a picture. It pictures our lovely Lord until that precious, beautiful day that we come before him and we see him face to face. The Lord has instituted this ordinance in his church it's very important and so may we prepare our hearts may we reflect on the sacrifice that he has made for us there is no such thing as too much reflecting on the death of our lord because it was ours he did so in our place so when we so when we partake of this bread and the fruit of the vine, when it touches our lips, we're thinking of Jesus Christ. We're thinking of our Lord and Savior and what He has done for us and that we would come before Him to this table in such a manner that honors Him, that we represent Him well as His children and we always remember what He has done in our place. Well, next Wednesday... We will have everything prepared for the church to gather together to partake in this. God bless you for being here tonight, and we look forward to seeing you Sunday. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. We love you all, and I want to ask Brother John Weisenbaker if he would take us to the Lord and close our Bible study in a word of prayer.